attorney for the evening, your mandated reporter, and frankly, I'm mortified, Mr. Mark Radledge, and joining us shortly for the defense will be Sean Comer. We're doing this on a Saturday instead of our usual Thursday because, you know, it's funny, uh, Ballistic, X versus Sever, was actually on a Tuesday rather than our usual Thursday. And so you might be wondering, what's with on trial and the wandering uh, air dates? Well, here's the deal there. Um... With Ballistic, it was a matter of I needed extra time to watch Hannibal, so we just swapped Hannibal and uh, Ballistic. With Blade Runner, I watched it on Tuesday. Uh, Sean hadn't had an opportunity to watch it by the time Thursday came around. And he watched it Thursday night, but by that point, it was past the point where we were going to start the show, and I wasn't really feeling up to it, so... We decided, hey, let's do it Saturday night. He's had time to watch and digest it. I've had time to digest it and read some of the criticisms of it. And, you know, I think we're, we're ready to give this a full going over, a full prosecution and defense. <laughs> As Sean keeps telling me, I've given him the easy job tonight of defending it. And certainly there are good aspects of Blade Runner, you know, if nothing else, it's inspired an entire genre of films like uh, the Matrix trilogy, Good, Bad, or Indifferent. So it has that. Uh, People love it. It's, It's a widely acclaimed film, but it's not without its problems. So I think Sean and I will deal with some of those details tonight. We're waiting for Sean to dial in. He uh, needs Skype to do that, and he needed the show to start, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, Sean should be with us at any moment. Let me go ahead and just tell you what my experience with this movie has been. If you go back in the archives, you'll hear myself and Robert Winfrey review Blade Runner 2049. And I said at the time that I hadn't actually seen the original Blade Runner before I saw the sequel, and I did myself no favors by not seeing the uh, one, any one of the seven or 7,000, whatever you like, iterations of the original Blade Runner beforehand. So I, I had a bit of a hard time following the plot, uh, understanding the world that I was dropped into. And you can hear that whole discussion on Damn You Hollywood Blade Runner uh, 2049. So, 
With that said, I, I went into Blade Runner having some clue what I was getting myself into. But really, I, other than some Patton Oswalt jokes and some references here and there throughout uh, movies and other media, I really didn't even know what Blade Runner was. I knew it was a movie. <laughs> I knew what kind of movie it was, sort of. But it was just one of those where of all the movies that were coming out in the 80s that had a lot of ballyhoo and acclaim behind them, this one I, I never watched. I mean, I've watched Dune, The Last Starfighter. I've seen all the Star Treks, uh, all the Alien movies. I have watched my fair share of sci-fi, sci-fi horror fantasy, etc., and this one just got past me. It was on my it was on my list of movies to watch, um, uh, movies I intended to watch at some point. I just never quite got around to it, and then the sequel came out, and that gave me an excuse. And let me say this. Just as a, I, I'm going to take this opportunity while we're waiting for Sean to dial in to just talk about my own personal feelings. I generally try to review things from an objective standpoint. Um, you know, this is an ongoing issue we have on Damn You Hollywood, where we try to review the elements of the film without a lot of personal, uh, a, lo- a lot of uh, personal critique, and be fair. And we tend to admonish a lot of the reviewers for putting too much of themselves into their review. But I'm going to take this opportunity right now to be very personal and tell you what I, Mark Radledge, thought of Blade Runner and be unfair. That is to say, this is just all my personal opinion. This has nothing to do with the critical elements of the, of the film. This is not an objective. This is completely subjective. I was bored as fuck watching this. I must have dozed off at least three times. I mean, you're talking to somebody who has sat through the Deer Hunter and Dog Day Afternoon and Deliverance, you know, at least two of the Godfather movies. I'm okay with slow. (laughs) I'm okay with movies that take its time, that really show you the landscapes. I really am. And even, you know, as I know people, I keep bringing up the Deer Hunter in a lot of reviews and podcasts that I'm on is sort of like the quintessential example of a movie that is way too long and way too slow. Uh, and it's mostly because the, the wedding scene in the deer hunter goes on for about 72 years. Um, that being said, I've never, I, I'm, I don't necessarily not enjoy those movies. All of the ones that I've listed, I, I have enjoyed. However, so, you know, so it's not the, the fact that this is a slow, dragging movie. It doesn't help, but that's not the only problem I had with it. I didn't find the plot to be particularly interesting or in a, in a way that made a whole lot of sense. Um, I didn't find Harrison Ford's performance to be enrapturing. You know, I just... I found it all to be very bland. And, you know, as, as Robert Winford said, your mileage may vary. People hearing this might want to call up right now 
I suppose you can while we're waiting for Sean. 323-657-0901. 323-657-0901. If you, if you want to just do a quick comment and weigh in, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't find the performances outside of Rutger Hauer's to be all that interesting. Um, now, we I watched the theatrical cut for this, and I understand it's different from the director's cut and the final cut uh, in one major way, and that is there's no voiceover in the latter two cuts, and there is a voiceover in the theatrical, and that was the decision of the studio because they thought the plot was confusing and the audiences weren't going to get it. And they're probably right. Look, not every person who's going to see this film is, you know, a sci-fi watching uh, genius who is going to put the time and effort into really digesting this movie. And, and I think that's a point that really needs to be made here. Movies, if you're going, if you're going for a specific niche, that's fine. Uh, but if you're a Hollywood executive, if you're a producer, typically you're trying to get the widest audience you can to try to make the most money on whatever film that you're putting together, that you're promoting. And I'm sure that they wanted Blade Runner to be a success. It wasn't in the theater. But in creating a success, you have to assume some of the people watching your movie are, are, are not going to be maybe the audience the movie was designed for. So I don't blame the studio for insisting there be narration. I do blame Ridley Scott and Harrison Ford for allowing and, uh, and uh, performing a voiceover that's so horrible <laughs> that, that, it's almost, that it's almost a parody of the movie itself. All right, I believe this is our defense attorney for the evening, Mr. Sean Comer. Sean, is that you? having fun with the show. <laughs> I don't know what the point of any of it was. But, you know, that that happens here on Blog Talk Radio, especially when you don't have 
a spare body to screen the calls. So that's just life. Um, Sean's having a difficult time getting on the show. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and actually play a little bit of music here, and we're going to figure out how to bring him on. Uh, so here is Rage Against the Machine with How I Could Just Kill a Man. Thank you. 
Okay, input. We're going to use internal microphone. There we go. Okay. <laughs> so I have no idea how this is going to sound because essentially my phone has to pick you up on the computer. So here's what I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Here, here's what I'm going to tell you. I don't think this is going to work very well. <laughs> And, and we're probably going to have to abandon ship here. But I at least wanted people to understand what was happening. By the way, I think somebody, um, I think while I was waiting for you, somebody trolled the show. Because uh, I got in, like, an anonymous call, and then someone was, like, playing music. <laughs> My shows occasionally will get a troll. Um, I can't say occasionally Daniel Hollywood's actually gotten an actual serious caller. But, yeah, um, <laughs> this, uh, what happened here is Sean can't dial in through Skype. Um, so I dialed off of Skype. I hung it up, and then I'm dialing – I'm now in through my cell phone. <laughs> and, you, and if you hear Sean at all, it's only because my computer's internal mic is picking him up on, on my speaker. This is so bloody forced. Yeah, this is this is fucked eight ways from Sunday. Um, so, <laughs> go ahead, Sean. In ten, in ten words, go, go defend Blade Runner. Blade Runner is awesome because it affected myriad TV shows, movies, and video games to come after it. So there. Okay, and everyone already heard my bitching and complaining about Blade Runner before you called. So we're going to call it a night, everyone, and we'll try this again with Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, in two weeks. How does that sound? Okay, yeah, because in that amount of time, we can figure out what the hell is going on with um, Skype and Blog Talk Radio. I'll explain to you the change in my situation when you get on, when uh, we get off here, we can talk on Facebook. Okay, that's fine. Um, I mean, I, I'm assuming in two weeks, your whatever the situation is, you'll be able to dial in like like you were able to before. All the situation with Skype will resolve itself. I didn't have a problem dialing with Skype, so who the fuck knows? This is there's like technical brouhaha behind the scenes here that I don't have control over, and that's why I'm saying we're done for the night. <laughs> well, but as always, as you know, we can uh, we can account for so many of our technical problems on this show. Just the simple, because blog talk is fuck you, that's why. <laughs> okay, well, with that said, <laughs> I'm going to <laughs> All right, well, as much, as much fun as this has been with our, with our paper cups and strings, um, I'm going to bid you a fond farewell, Sean. Wish this had worked out, such is life. You know, hey, this is the really, really the first show we've had to totally abandon, um, you know, because of sound issues, so... I say that's pretty good. With yeah, we're actually kind of sort of ahead on points in that category for the uh, oh, oh fuck me sideways without the courtesy of a reach around. We've been doing this for five years now. Yep. All right, Sean. So, uh, sorry if your your evening blends with the with this now botched podcast. I uh, will talk to you again. And for the rest of you hearing, God only knows what this sounds like. Good luck. God bless. Good night. Bye bye. <laughs>